fight about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige and my partner in crime does a good job mimicking me His name is Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues is in the building Easy Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you all the time, life is merely nothing but a moment strung together or like a string of pearls around the neck. And through those moments, you grow and grow and you can see these things from a different point of view. It is truly a blessing when you can sit and talk with someone who has that wonderful eye to catch the beauty of every single moment. Because remember, just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean there's beauty in that very particular moment. And we really want to thank this person. Put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, you keep your hands at 10 and two because we don't want any accidents. Put your hands together mentally for Casey Marie, the phenomenal photographer and absolutely rocking the purple hair for those just listening on the radio. Um, welcome, Benvenue. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Yeah, yeah, we like to make people feel special. I feel very special right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you well, so much. Oh, you're very welcome. For, for, for those who don't, you know, for those playing the home game uh, that don't 100% know who you are, Yes. Um, you are a, a, a photographer, not necessarily a scene photographer, right. um, because you also deal with like still life and, and portraits mm -hmm. and, and different things like that. Right. Um, what made you decide to take a look at the, at this past a hobby aspect? Uh, this yep. this is something that a lot of people will pick up because oh birds, um, and they will go out and try to take pictures. Um, right. But this is now something that has become a part of your life and something that is we'll say aggressively passive income. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a journey. I, uh, I was never, I never expected it. Very unexpected. I am a writer by trade. And um, so I always deal with language and words and the visual aspect um, was a hobby that I developed over time. And then I got, I was actually given a DSLR camera my first proper camera um from my parents for christmas years ago and i was again just birds and and nature and things like that it had a telephoto lens which was a lot of fun with wildlife um and i really enjoyed it and it was it was something about being able to see the world around me and then capture those moments i just i couldn't let go as soon as i saw something i was like that would make a good photograph and i just i needed to have a camera with me all the time and so i went to uh 2016 i went to the newport folk festival mm -hmm. that in itself was an adventure for me because i i was i want to say maybe 27 at the time and um i have lived with severe anxiety all my life and it was predominantly social anxiety and i actually got to the point in my teens into my 20s where i became essentially housebound. Um, I was afraid of driving. I had stopped driving. Going to the grocery store was, all of these things were very difficult to me. Wow. And when I turned 26, I kind of said to myself, I need to make a change. I need to, and I started therapy. I started, you know, medication, all these different things and really started embracing um, my fears and living a fuller life um, as a result. So going to the Newport Folk Festival as somebody with social anxiety when there's about 10,000 people there was pretty, pretty big for me. And I brought my camera and I found that I was just, I had always been passionate about music, but I found that I was so entranced by the emotional connection of the artists to their music and seeing them, seeing their facial expressions, seeing their body language it made me really want to take pictures. And so I took a bunch of photos. Um, there was an individual there who had been brought up on stage to sing with one of the artists in kind of a surprise event. He didn't know it was going to happen. And 
um, I took photos of him as well. And the next year, I had put those photos into a book as like a commemorative thing for myself. And I was like, look, they look good printed out in a book. This is cool. And like, this was me with my little DSLR. I didn't, you know, my little entry level. And I, I was like, look, they, they actually look decent. And when I was at the festival the next year, I saw this, this man who I had taken photos of. So I stopped him and I, and he was there photographing the festival. And I showed him the book and I said, I have your photo. And he was blown away and he looked through the book and he said, you took these? I said, yeah, I said, from the audience. And he said, these are better than some of the photos coming out of the pit. And, and I was just like, what? <laughs> because I thought I don't have like the gear. I don't have the, um, you know, all I have is just my interest. And he, he told me, he said, you can have all the gear in the world, but if you don't have the eye for it, you're not going to produce great photos. You can have the the technical uh, ability to produce great photos, but you won't have the emotional ability. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of spurred me. And I was like, I want to do more of this. <laughs> and uh, I, I did. I just, I went through the rest of the festival, just constantly taking my pictures. And um, I met some folks here in Connecticut. I live in Connecticut, obviously. And uh, I met some folks out here who host house shows and do brewery shows and things like that. And I would bring my camera to the brewery shows and, um, and it just, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun for me, but what really if you want to use them and they really enjoyed it and it was also like a it was a necessary thing it's a necessary thing for artists because they're not having people coming and photographing their shows all the time they don't have the content for social media necessarily you know so i i found that like it was really really appreciated and um it was my way of being able to say like thank you for creating this music that music has been a big part of like my healing journey with anxiety and all of this stuff, but also thank you for creating this space for people to come in and enjoy themselves and hear your music live and, you know, have a good time. Um, so, so that, that kind of was what catapulted me. And then I started to make friends with local artists and it was like, Oh, you know, the more I started doing things, I, I had actually published a piece with my Newport photos in my sister's college newspaper. And I was like, they look decent in, in newspaper print too. This is cool. And then it, it sort of turned into other artists could, you know, use the photos on social media. They started using them in their CDs and posters. Um, Stephen mm -hmm. Peter Rogers did a show and he actually projected one of my photos on the stage behind him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is huge. like, it, it looked decent and it's still coming from my small you know, my kind of entry level camera. Um, wow. So that's, that's been my journey. <laughs> well, see, I, I love that you brought up the, the gear aspect and it's something that everyone getting into a form of art that is technology dependent or gear dependent um, can get wrapped up in it. And it happens so much um, in the music industry and in the music world. I don't know if you both have seen the incredible movie. I, I call it iconic. Uh, Tenacious D's Pick of Destiny. Oh, great movie. Um, great film. Yes. Well, they have the, the point where they need to get better. They need to, to, to be great. And instead of like practicing and, and learning how to write a great song, they have to go to Guitar Center to find the perfect, you know, piece of equipment. And that's I, how many times, you know, I've stumbled into a Guitar Center with the band trying to find the exact piece of equipment um, throughout your entire journey until you realize the most important piece of equipment is the song itself. Mm -hmm. um, and when you can have that, that, you know, that good song, or in your case, the eye, where mm -hmm. you can see the beauty of the image as it's happening, instead of having to pick between a million and a half different images to hope that, that something comes through. Now, again, I never pour salt in anyone's hustle because you do what you do, people love what they love, and you be, as long as you're, you know, not a horrible human being, you be the human being you need to be, and everyone's happy. Um, now, I love also the fact that in your story, and thank you so much for, for having the moment of vulnerability, 
um, and sharing that with us. We, we really appreciate that. Um, but someone who came from point of like severe social anxiety to now making friends in a massively socially anxious um, industry. <laughs> I mean, most of the musicians I know are, are some of the, the most neurotic um, and, you know, anxious people in the entire world. Um, and that's just because they haven't seen anyone walk in the door yet. And the show is supposed to start in 20 minutes. Um, you know, so what has that been like to kind of, I don't know, I, I almost look at it as like a moth to, to, to a flame. Yeah. Um, was that kind of, you know, that, that clicking ability. And, you know, I know, I know a lot of the people you're, you're friends with. So I kind of I kind of already know the answer to that, but the people listening <laughs> at home don't know the answer. So yeah. let's let's let let's let them find out. Um, yeah. you know, so the type of people that you're connecting with and who you know you mentioned Stephen Peter Rogers, yes. phenomenal singer songwriter, obviously been on the show a couple of times. You know, shout out to the Mighty Purple, shout out to all the work that yeah. he's done um, mm-hmm. yeah. to help facilitate the scene that we all currently walk in. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's been an honor and a blessing um, mm. to, to know to know him. And I love the fact that I kind of got to know him more on the human side instead of the business or musician side. I think that yeah. it's been, been one of the cooler aspects of this evolution of life. Yeah, he is a stunning um, human being. But who are some of the other really cast is. of characters? Yeah, so, <laughs> um, oh, there's, you know, there's so many amazing people that, uh, so, uh, not, not an artist, but an incredible facilitator is a good mm. friend of mine named TJ who runs uh, Con Artist Concerts, C-O-N-N, like Connecticut, but Con Artist. And um, he is the one, I, I literally found him on Facebook. He was advertising a house show out in Southbury and I messaged him and this was, you know, very early on and I wasn't really doing a whole lot of like everything social was still extremely anxiety producing for me. Mm-hmm. And I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, listen, I don't know you, but I really like music. Can I come to your house? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, come on over. Here's the address. And uh, it, it was amazing. And now I'm like part of the family. They're just, I adore them so much. Um, but like even my family, they're like, where are you going? <laughs> you know, it was like, what are you doing now? And uh, and so he introduced me to a lot of people. Um he introduced me to Brian Jarvis, to Lee Sylvester, to um, not local, but very often comes around Benny Bassett, who is a dear, dear friend, wonderful singer songwriter. Right. Um, and I met Steve. I actually met Steve Rogers through. Um, I was photographing uh, an- another amazing artist, Brian Dolzani, who mm-hmm. I actually, we met through social media, I think, because we both would go to the Newport Folk Festival. And he's also, a f- he's a phenomenal photographer, uh, fantastic film photographer, just beautiful. And we connected on social media and I went to see him play a couple times. And uh, I was, he was playing a gig at Best Video in Hamden with Seth Adam, who I met for the first time there, another phenomenal phenomenal person Mm -hmm. and great singer songwriter with a new album coming out soon that i have a photograph on the album art so (laughs) and a phenomenal Um, podcast he just dropped this week he did yeah yeah someone as a guest artist yeah and i knew i knew i knew the guest the guest is he's kind of a jerk but you know i think he's pretty cool right so so um yeah, I was photographing the two of them. Just, just you know, I would always go to Brian's shows and and kind of uh, pop in and and take some photos. And Steve kind of stopped me and said, you know, I I'm doing an album release at the State House in a couple of weeks. Would you want to come do photos? And I was like, sure. And that was his first uh, album that he released, Counted All Joy. And it was just it was just like instant friendship from there and uh so we've done artist portraits together i also i also help with um back-end things for a lot of local musicians so i do websites i create epks i set up their social media i do social media graphic design um write bios things like that um so it's you know it's been like this really cool collaboration with him Mm -hmm. that i've been able to support you know 
his uh, his journey from Mighty Purple to uh, bar venue owner to now mm-hmm. solo artist and and now he has his recording studio and uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's pretty phenomenal somebody else i have to i'm i know i'm forgetting people but i also want to mention keith carini because he is a just stunning songwriter and um i met him just last year and he is just i i can't wait to see what he's doing next everybody should check him out if they haven't yet i actually love that you mentioned the other services and stuff that that you offer because there's a lot of people you know who are not in the industry that are like what in the world is she talking about? And two, I didn't know you offered any of that stuff. We'll yeah. talk later. Um, <laughs> so much work. I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because when I started, um, you know, when I was housebound, I my mm-hmm. passion was computers. I was uh, teaching myself. This was, you know, 2006-ish. I was teaching myself web design and, and mm-hmm. how to code a website and all this different stuff. And I'm not going to say I can code now because it's, ridiculous but thankfully we have a lot of great website platforms and whatnot but um you take for granted like the stuff that i was on all the time their social media and things that you know i was i was in photoshop playing around and doing stuff like that and like that's all stuff that i've acquired sort of a skill set for over the years and uh a lot of folks are just like i just want to make my music (laughs) you know so it's like cool i can jump in and do that for you well, look, there's, there's, there's a lot, first of all, there, again, there's only 24 hours in the day, right. you know, and you've got to get the practice in there. You've got to get, you know, the preparation, you know, you're more than likely the one that is booking the show as well. You got to make mm-hmm. sure that's going to go through. You got to make sure everything is, is checked off in the, those spots. Do you really have time to create the content to mm-hmm. do those five posts a day yep. on several different platforms and exactly. social media, which is the only way to continue to grow your audience mm-hmm. and, and, and move forward. And, you know, if you post six that day, you just lost 10,000 people. I don't yeah. know why six yeah. is a bad number, but five, five is the sweet spot, apparently. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's really, it, there's a lot and, and not having one of those things in check could burn you at some point, whether it be like a giggle burn or something right. that could cost you a job. You right. know, I know like we have a website merely only because we don't have an EPK and mm-hmm. our website isn't like, I don't think we've updated it in two and a half years. Yeah. Um, it's just there, but mm-hmm. also because now that we have the deal with virtual merch booths, we can mm-hmm. use that as an EPK that has mm-hmm. all of our social media links. It has all the images, has everything that we, we need to get on there. Yeah. So you can actually use that instead but, you know, even, you know, going through like the bios and, and, and stuff like that, oh, we've yeah. been blessed, we, you know, we have been blessed, you know, between myself and, and the other guys, we all kind of like writing and, um, you know, John is amazing. He, he did the newest version of the bio. It's hysterical and honest. And that's the most important thing for us. Yeah. You know, but it's so, so important because these can be some of the first things, you know, people see before they hear your music, they're going to yeah. read your bio. Yeah. Um, you know, for, and, and that's for a job. This, this isn't even just like to get that extra stream. Yeah. This is for a job. You yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and you're already looking at people saying, well, they only got, you know, 150, uh, listeners this week, uh, this month on, uh, on Spotify. So, uh, maybe we want to go with this other band. You already have so many things going against you. Right. The more you can come in with that 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 uh that thing. So why don't you talk a little bit about what it's like to create mm-hmm. the bio and the social media aspect from the outside looking in? We've never had the conversation with someone who's not in the band themselves doing it. So I love this yeah. conversation. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. I can't believe neither one of us have mentioned Sarah Dunn yet because <laughs> you're talking about the I've been waiting for you. I know. I've already, I've self-promoted enough. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> so, um, I have known Sarah for, for years before she was, uh, before she was performing around Connecticut and she actually, some of her songs that she has released now on her EP that came out in May, I believe, um, she would send me little videos on on whatsapp when she was writing the songs and starting to play the songs and she didn't want anybody to hear them and uh so i've been sort of had that window into her into her creative growth uh from literally the the conception of these songs to now 
-hmm. you know, we did a, we did a brand sort of an artist portrait session. Um, that was, we've done a couple, one of them, she literally went into the, into a little lake in a prom dress and floated very, you know, Ophelia style. Um, and it was, it was stunning, but she's so much fun because she gets mm -hmm. these ideas and she's just, she's a photographer's dream because you just, you're there with your camera and she's like, what if I do this? What if I do this? So it just, it makes it happen. And she has such a cool vision. And, um, so I, I really watched her go from starting this idea of these songs to, do I really have it in me to put them out into the world? And, um, I believe I was the one who connected. I don't want to take credit where credit may not be due, but I connected her, I think with Steven Peter Rogers and she recorded the album with him. And, um, he was a huge part of her confidence growth. And, and, uh, then it came time to, you know, okay, we're going to, we're going to put her out there as an artist. And, and so it was building the website, building up the band camp and the social media accounts and, um, writing the bio and building the EPK and setting up the tour dates and, um, all of these different things. And, uh, it was, it was so cool. It was just, it was so cool because I had such a personal connection to this, mm -hmm. to this individual. And, um, and so, you know, everybody that I work with, I develop a really, a great friendship with anyway. And, um, but this was a friendship that started before the, the creative right. collaboration and seeing that grow and being able to contribute, um, to her art in that way was really beyond words for me. It was so special. So uh, that, that's, that's awesome. And it's also, it's great because, you know, it, there was the friendship prior and that's kind of what I want, wanted to get into. Um, I want to get into that too, but I muted myself on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Bay, EZ Blues is in the building. My clumsiness on behind the brand. Go ahead, guys. Dope. Oh Lord, my goodness, that was amazing. Lord, Lord have mercy. Um, you know, you cut you have to really get to know the accent, you know, to to yes photography you know doing the photography stuff as well but really when you're continuing to act as the voice or the social media voice for mm -hmm. acts you have to get to know them ahead of time and and re so that you can represent them correctly and also understand that maybe this isn't someone you want to you know represent you right. know you know you can't really align you know as i like to say i'm sorry um your brand does not your brand and its beliefs don't really um align with my brand and its beliefs so it's not good business for us to work together yeah. um you know and and that's a that's a real conversation that has oh, yeah. to be had um and it's much better to be had up front you know yeah. i don't want to sink 10 15 heck i don't want to sink an hour and a half yeah. into building something with somebody to realize that like i just gave the devil money you know mm -hmm. what i mean and that's yeah. fine like the devil needs to make its money too i'm not i'm yeah. not saying that it's just that right. i don't necessarily need to you know, have that, that blood money kind of stuff in, you yeah. know, in me. Um, yeah. Do you have like an interview process with the acts? Do you, you know, if someone's looking to hire you, do you like, sure, no problem. We're going to go get some coffee and talk first. Right. You know, let me, right. let, let me hang out with you guys for like two or three days. Yeah. Or um, some of the things that I, I will try to do when helping people understand branding and social media is I'll hang out with them for a week, kind of just like mm -hmm. a free thing. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, tell them what I see their vision being. Um, yeah. And then they tell me to go away. And I do. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. It doesn't hurt my feeling. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> but yeah. is that something that you do as well? Or yeah. are you more like, you know, burn it and turn it? It's interesting. Um, I think because of the way I think as I as I grow, I will, I will definitely need to to implement that. But mm -hmm. um I know the word organic is very overused right now, but it really, the, my connections have come around very organically. I meet mm -hmm. artists, I get into like this, this circle with them. And then it's like, I've known this particular artist, um, for, you know, several months and we've seen each other and talked at mm -hmm. gigs and things like that. And then they're like, Oh, Hey, I wanted to do this. You know, would you be interested in working with me on it? Um, so the way that, um, my, work has 
come through community connection, I think has, it's almost done that work for me of like weeding out, you know, mm -hmm. because the fact that a lot of the artists I'm connecting with are already good friends with my friends. It's like, oh, they've kind of passed the test of, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're very, um, they're pursuing a, a meaning, a sense of meaning in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that's for me, what I connect with the most, obviously, um, given my history, and I talk very openly about my history with mental illness, um, because I was afraid to talk about it for years. Right. And I realized that when I started to talk about it, it lost its power over me. Um, and so, and I found that when I did talk about it, almost always somebody would tell me either I relate to that or someone I know relates to that, right. whether it was their child or something. And so I found that I was actually helping people. Um, and in a sense, the artists that I work with, it's like they too are, you know, providing um, some solace and some, some uh, space to, for people to inhabit, to, to feel a certain way, you know, whether they're mm -hmm. looking for joy, whether they're looking for um, empathy, whether they're looking for just some peace um, or just even just chaotic expression of like, you know, I just need to, to be out and dance somewhere or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like everybody is providing that. Um, and also putting their soul into their work. And that's, that's huge to me. I never wanted to be in a cubicle and do, you know, blessings to the people who do, because, you know, we do, we, we need people in the cubicles for our, for our society to, to, you know sustain and we need mm -hmm. tech support and we need like all these things that that people do um but i knew for myself that i i just was too my happiness was too deeply attached to my artistic passions mm -hmm. that i had to find a way to make that a central part of my life and my work and that honestly is one of the most important things and it goes actually back in you know in, in the annals of, of history and actually music history, um, love him or hate him. And, and definitely there was, there, there was a point in time in which he was not a phenomenal human being, but John Lennon, um, there is that parable that he would talk about being in school and the teacher asked what he wanted to be when he grew up and his answer was happy. Yeah. And you know, the teacher's like, I don't think you understood the assignment. And uh, then he was like, I don't think you understand, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, you know, happiness is one of the most important things you can do. And, and when you, you know, and we here in this country don't necessarily understand happiness as much right. as other places do, you know, when in Europe you're guaranteed, you know, two and a half to, to four, four to six weeks of vacation right. that is mandatory for school time where the whole family will go and do something together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're having a much higher quality of life. You know, the size and year of your truck does not measure the quality of your life. It measures how much you can buy at a moment. Um, I'm gonna get off my soapbox though. Because uh, <laughs> last time I was on my soapbox, the internet was like, we're not gonna work no more. You're not allowed to speak that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know. You know yeah, no, I, it's interesting because as somebody, you know, I also, uh, outside of working with artists, I work as a, as a VA, a virtual assistant, um, mm -hmm. and I work with a lot of coaches and, and things like that and having, and before doing all of this, I was a blogger. So I had, you know, I had a fashion blog, I had a literature blog, I had the, you know, a, a mental health blog, I did all the, all the things. And so as somebody who has an online based business, mm -hmm. it's kind of gruesome um the amount of hustle and like all of this stuff and i have never subscribed to that i've never been somebody who's like i i want to do the whole glorification of busy thing i want mm. to have a quiet life <laughs> like i want to have you know meaningful moments in my life and and obviously work is is there is the stigma work is hard like we we all have to do things that we don't want to do but um you know there i'm i'm very fortunate that my clients who are coaches are incredibly um thoughtful coaches and 
very you know um heart centered in their businesses and they they really want to um to help people and i've seen other you know the coaching industry has kind of exploded and there's a lot of like people like i'm going to make millions of dollars as a coach and i'm going to teach other people how to make millions of dollars and it's just sort of mm -hmm. like there is a there's a lot of noise and mm -hmm. there's a lot of of unfortunately there's a lot of people in in online based businesses who are not they have service based businesses and they're not interested in serving right. they're interested in you know um maybe leading and that's that's okay but mm -hmm. you know it's it can get really really messy mm -hmm. um and i that's one of the things that i like about my work is that i help people to not be so busy <laughs> right. so that that's kind of my my quote unquote elevator pitch if i had one would be something like i help people streamline their tasks so they can focus on the work that they love because mm -hmm. um because not not a lot of people like doing you know i've done sales funnels and automations and things like that and it's like people just want to be out there talking to people and and sharing their thoughts and sharing right. their experiences and um they don't necessarily want to do all of that so i i'm happy that i can kind of provide an alternative to the glorification of busy um and and hopefully in doing that you know i contribute some sense of calm to mm. other people's lives because i think our society needs that a lot absolutely <laughs> absolutely and, and from a branding point of view i'm just going to put this out here i think you should make like a tabletop book and call mm -hmm. it like the glorification of busy <laughs> and just have you know photographs of like local artists in a tabletop yeah. book um and there you go it's it's perfect i love it that sells, it sells itself you can i love do it, it. You know, you can print it up. You, you can get it done at, I think, Hallmark. You can get yeah, it through, right? through there or something like that. And just have yeah. it so it looks like that old flip calendar and be, be even funnier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm totally down. That's, I, I love think, that. I think, <laughs> you just, I think you, we just came up with a million dollar idea. <laughs> um, you know, well, it's, it's funny because I, I love how you talked about the explosion of the coaching uh, thing. Yeah. I, I remember this is, it, it's, it's obviously an explosion, but it's a really, like, it took a really long time. Like, it's been a very yeah. long explosion. Mm -hmm. you know, I remember working at bookstores and the self-help books were always like the ones that you were going to sell the most and, yeah. you know, how to be rich. I, yeah. my, my buddy and I were like, we're going to, we're going to write a book on how, how to be rich. It's going to be easy. It's going to be done in two chapters. Yeah. Chapter one, write a book on how to make money. <laughs> Chapter two, get on Oprah. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's, that's all. Now you it's everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. Now it's absolutely yeah. everywhere. It is. And, and it's yeah, like, and it's, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting as somebody like for me, and I did rely on like some degree of self-help and I still do, mm -hmm. but like for me, my self-help was um reading Mary Oliver, the poetry of Mary Oliver, David White, mm -hmm. you know, uh the books of Pema Chodrons, she's a Buddhist nun. Um, like these were things that they're kind of gonna they're fortunately a lot of people know about them now. They're con they're mm -hmm. continuing to grow. But um there are so many sort of like, I don't want to say scammy, but, you know, kind of gimmicky books that are getting that are thrown around in it's such a big field that I sometimes worry. I'm like, the gems are in there. You just got to dig for them, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but it's it's a crazy industry. No, it, it really is. And, and it's, you know, I. I say all the time the, the the invention of the internet and and what the capabilities to do where we have yeah. so much power back now you know where yeah. you don't need to look for a publishing deal yeah. to get your stuff up there you know in a writing aspect mm -hmm. you need to have a vlog or a blog or mm -hmm. a website that just tells stories and a, hey whatever stories you want to tell you want to tell as long as they're legal it's all i care about right um you know i i don't i don't i don't uh story shame i don't yeah. story shame here on uh yeah on uh <laughs> on behind the brand um you know but it's so so important to then also become responsible yes you know, just because you have all of this power at your fingertips mm -hmm. you know you almost need to be more responsible and, and even from the music point of view yeah you know, i say all the time it's a blessing we don't necessarily need the labels to get your music 
you know, internationally distributed because you have right. these streaming sites. And of course, they don't pay and it's fine. If you're a local band, you're used to not getting paid anyway. Um, <laughs> be real. I'm just going to be well, real. Yeah. You know. And that's, you know, that's an interesting, that's a, that's a thing that kind of ties into what I do because mm-hmm. um, I do still work with my, my starter camera, my, you know, my very mm-hmm. go back, going back to the tech aspect, like, um, obviously, you know, the adage that you get what you pay for, if you're going to hire Danny Clinch to take your photos, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get some pretty, pretty good photos. Like that's, that's going to be top of the line for you. Um, and so like, I don't, I, I, because I have this very small gear, but I have, I, I, I've been told a, an eye that produces good photos. Um, I'm more accessible, you know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a key thing for me is I don't aspire to like, to, to get these, you know, pop radio touring bands to pick me up or something like that. I have no interest right. in that because there are plenty of, you know, f- professional photographers who are getting up the gear and getting up the stats and, right. you know, all of that. But what I, what I aspire to do is exactly what I'm doing, supporting local artists. And mm-hmm. I can, I'm able to do that in a way that is like, you're not having to break your budget to bring me in, you know? Well, no, it's, it's true because there's a lot of artists that are out there that um, know they need, you know, the content and the photography and different things like that. But um, you know, their one friend who was grabbing it on, on their iPhone um, hand keeps shaking um, and nothing looks good. Um, and mm-hmm. there is kind of like that level up type of feeling. You start to feel better yeah. about the stuff that you're putting out. You know, you also then have to come to terms with you and what you're putting out as a product, um, you know, which can be yeah. heartbreaking for some artists. Yeah. For some artists, they're like, whatever, I'm a sideshow. I get it. Mm-hmm. And for other artists are like, but my integrity, I am here to give the Shakespeare away <laughs> on the park for free. I must right. hold on to my integrity. And I'm like, bro, I just wanted to get you paid. I'm sorry yeah. that I wanted to get you paid. My yeah. bad. Just shut up and take the picture. Um, <laughs> not that you ever act like that. I've been on right. set. I've been on set with you. Um, <laughs> you, you. You are an absolutely lovely human being. To, Thank to, you. To for. I am a jerk. You are amazing. <laughs> um, just just well, putting it out It's there. funny because we do have a very, um, you know, our, our society is very visually motivated, especially when you're, you know, if you're trying to market your music on social media. Um, people respond to seeing you as an artist they respond to seeing your your live performances seeing your face seeing your portraits whatever they they want to you know go to your instagram and see who it is that this you know who this band is um and it's hard to get stuff like that you know it's mm-hmm. it's i feel like gone are the days of like you know being able to set up a tripod and and take your own <laughs> your own band photo like it's not as people don't really do that and um and so th- being able to i remember one of the bands that i photographed uh i do a lot of work at woodbury brewing company um who is they're just a they're one of my happy mm-hmm. places they're just I, I love being there and there was a band opening for some other uh local artists and two young guys who were really just getting started out, they didn't have any photos of themselves, like even together, never mind playing music. And so I took the photos, I sent them to them, and they were like, We're a band now. Like we have photos, you know, and they they started sharing them on social media and it it just gave them this sense of mm-hmm. like, we're representing ourselves in a new way now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's, I think, something that's really important for everybody's uh, artistic growth and their their growth on social media. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's definitely true. And, and it be, can become that, that beast. Um, you know, who do you want to portray, you know, to that social media crowd, you know, and you've got to start to do some like real, you know, internal thinking on how you want to represent yourself. You know, I've never in my life you know, because they didn't sell us this when we were growing up. They didn't tell you that, you know, you they said, hey, be a musician. It's an easy life. There was literally a song about it. There was money for nothing and the tips for free. You know what I mean? And, and that's not what it's like because you're literally <laughs> working, like, from the moment you wake up 
to mm-hmm. if you fall asleep that night, you're working the entire time, whether it's on social media, writing a song, thinking about the next move, thinking about the stage show, mm-hmm. prepping up for practice, you know, um, thinking about if a song that you're releasing, someone could, uh, I always forget what, the, what, what it's called, but someone could co-opt yeah. your song. Um, you know, and it could be people that like, you're like, Hey, there's a lot of hatred that you're putting out to this song and that has nothing to do with it. Please don't do that. No, don't, don't, don't let this song, you know, live in hate land. That's Mm -hmm. not what this was about. Um, but it happens. And these are the things that can literally drive somebody crazy. I know, you know, it happens. Um, but as you continue to move forward there, it is amazing to have somebody on the outside. It yeah. is amazing, you know, and, and I'm kind of help pitching this to, to all those that, that are listening, you know. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made EZ Blues is in the building. Casey Marie is with us on Behind the Brand. Go ahead, Easy. So smooth, like lightning <laughs> smooth. That was just like a surgeon. He came in there. Um but no, it, it's, it's very important. And uh, like I said, I'm pitching those that, that, that are listening at home and like, yeah, well, we were thinking about doing that. And I think this, uh, that'd be a really good idea. We should take a look at how it goes through. Hit up Casey, you know, have <laughs> the conversation, you know, move, move definitely hit up Casey yeah. before you hit. Like I will give people branding advice. I, will, I have no problem with that. And in fact, the Patreon is coming where there'll be tiers and levels, nice. but, but. I'm also going to be real honest about things. Um, at some points, a little too honest. Um, at some points, I forget that there's a human being behind it. Um, and it's just like, bro, it's dollars and cents. Um, so please hit up Casey first. And then maybe if you're, you're slightly uh, masochistic, hit me up. We'll have a conversation. It'll be fine. Um, you, it's, you all in your, like, it's all in your style and the kind of style somebody right. wants to work with. I mean, Sarah Dunn calls me a cupcake of a human. So if you want to work with a cupcake <laughs> of a human, I'm your girl. But if you don't, that's right. fine. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. It's almost kind of like you have this, this Disney-like persona. Um, <laughs> and you're kind of like the fairy godmother of the act yeah. that you decide to work with. Yeah. You know, you're giving, and, and it's even kind of what you do in your other gig too, as a VA, you, you are, you are the fairy godmother. And I think you should yeah. like own that, you know, <laughs> I want you. you need to walk around with wings. I'm just saying, <laughs> have some wings. It'll well, be I do fine. go to Renaissance fairs, so I should there, probably, see? yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, and it's all about the branding. Yeah. See, now we've go. got a whole thing. We can market cards yeah. now. Yeah. You and wings. <laughs> this is great. See, I love it. Yeah. We're, we're brainstorming here live yeah, on the So air, far, my branding that. is just like purple and pink hair and pink lipstick. So, <laughs> word, word. Yeah, that's how I'm known. You know, people see me coming. So, yeah, but yeah, you know, but well, it's, thank it's, you. It's, it's of course, it's it's great moving forward and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, this last couple of segments that that we we have, I really want to talk about the future for what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. you have a bunch of you know gigs and stuff coming up. I know mm-hmm. that you're going to be at a bunch of cool cool gigs that'll be coming through. I think this month or next month. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where can people find you to like talk to you? Yeah. Like, what gigs are you going to be at where they can meet mm. up with you? Mm. Oh, I'm a little on the spot because. <laughs> <laughs> We like to do that. This is how we know it's a real show. Because I don't have my calendar handy. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember. I'm, I'm one of those people who it's like, wait, where am I going to be now tomorrow? <laughs> I get it. I get it. You need this thing called the VA. They I know, right? Exactly. That helps. So I will, <laughs> I will suggest like, you know, um, one of the things I, I like to tell people is all mm. of the artists that I've mentioned, um, go to their social media, check out their upcoming dates. Um, you will probably find me at one of those, but also you'll find my photos on there somewhere and you can connect with me through that. Um, but you can also caseymarie.com, C-A-S-E-E, um, is an easy way to find me. I, um, so I'm also a family caregiver. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a caregiver for my dad. So during the weeks I tend to be uh, with him. And that makes, you know, most of my work happens at night or on weekends, you know. Um, So it's always a bit of a toss up. And then sometimes if I'm scheduling photo shoots during the week or something like that, it's kind of scheduling around when 
my sister can be here or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think I know Brian Dolzani is playing in Bridgeport um, on Sunday night and I'm planning mm-hmm. to be there and photographing. So um, if anybody wants to come out, come out to see Brian anyway, because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a dear, dear friend of our family. He, we actually put on a house show um, at my, in my parents' backyard uh, in 2020 and he played um my dad has terminal cancer and he had a oh, uh, he, he had a stroke actually a month after this house concert happened but he was going through chemo and it was a hard time and brian is his favorite 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 uh artist and he came out and did a house show for us and uh it was it was phenomenal i i will never be able to do enough to support to support that man he's been mm-hmm. really an angel in our lives and uh so pretty much Find a Brian Dolzani gig. (laughs) Find a Stephen Peter Rogers, a Keith Carini. Come out to a Woodbury show, to a con artist show. Mm -hmm. I will be there. Um, And yeah, and find a Shane Penguin gig. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, you'll be there um, at Best Video at the uh, at the end of uh, um, August. We'll um, we'll be making our Best Video debut, and they're already like, hey maybe maybe acoustic maybe yeah put you outside but like we don't want noise ordinances so right you can play a little bit down yeah um, and we you know we, we we've been blessed enough to have the songs that translate very well over yeah. to whatever type of medium we decide to play them in apparently from what people tell us um that's a difficult thing we didn't know uh, <laughs> I would I would like to say I don't know if you remember this but the first time I met you was mm-hmm. after a Shane Penguin gig and uh I was with my friend Marla Genova who um is she actually was my support group facilitator when I was in mm-hmm. support group for social anxiety and she now uh helps people with social anxiety and specifically public speaking and performance anxiety mm-hmm. and she saw you perform with shane penguin and she was like i need to pick this guy's brain and like how does he get up that confidence on stage and you were just like you were just amazing and uh so she we found you after the gig and she was like tell me about this tell me about how this started and how you feel there and I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you want to know, that was one of the first times I was ever truly freaked out at a show, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, like, because I, I I do, I have severe actual social anxiety. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and, you know, uh, the difference is, like, it's, how do I say this without being, trying to say this without coming off too cocky, um, it's actually, who I am on stage is actually who I am. Yeah. Um, the person that you see right here or like that you meet in, in public is who I think you want me to be. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm so afraid to be like kind of like called out yeah. um, that it's tough to get back in. And, and some people some people will call it kind of like a Superman complex because, you know, Superman was actually who, uh, you know, who the guy was. Yeah. Clark Kent was the pretend disguise, mm-hmm. you know, that as he saw humanity. Um, and, and I'm not, I don't have superpowers. So I don't do that. Don't fly. <laughs> if you shoot me, I will die. So please don't <laughs> shoot me. Um, you know, but my stage performance is that type of larger than life thing because I feel people have paid money to see a show. Mm. And, you know, I want to give them that moment to move forward. Plus it's therapy. Um, yeah. You know, I've had no a bad problem. week. I'm going to beat myself up. But unfortunately, the uh, Apollo curtain is getting pulled on us right now. And we want to give this last couple of moments. Um, it'll probably be a two-part thing, might be a one-part thing. But what are the, on the social medias, how can people get in contact with you? Sure. sure. And then the, the last part, if we have a moment for it, what is that one nugget of advice that you would give somebody trying to start out in, in this industry? Sure. So part one um caseymarie.com you can search me on instagram caseymariephoto all one words or all one word the and uh <laughs> um pretty much pretty much instagram i'm on facebook just search caseymarie or caseymarie creative um and i will come up my advice is definitely going to be start before you're ready 
start before you think you're ready. If you wait until you feel ready, you're not going to, you're not going to do it because none of us ever actually feel ready. We are all pretty much terrified to do creative work and we do it anyway. And that is just, that's the process. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, get friendly with your inner critic because they're not going to go anywhere. They're just going to keep, keep trying to, to, you know, find new ways to scare you into staying hidden and uh and you don't have to listen to it 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 gets easier you start to get like i did this with my anxiety you start to get like oh hey there's an there's anxiety here comes a panic attack we're just gonna wait it out you know <laughs> um and and don't let it define you mm. yeah that's all. thank you again so much for your, your thank room. you so much for having me here it's been a blast yeah it's been an absolute blast um and also you know when you do become friends with with that that voice inside your head your your big critic just paint them as the old dudes from uh, the muppet show yes um, i find it so much easier for me and then <laughs> it knocks them down and that means we have to play a show um, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for being on here uh, thank Casey. you it's been a great great time and uh, we look forward to continuing to watch you grow and build um you know blessings thank you thank you both so much for all you do this is we're all just out here trying to do the work we love and and it's very amazing of you to spotlight that so thank you absolutely thank you casey on wnhh lp 103.5 fm new haven this has been behind the brand myself prestige and my partner in crime long island rays lc made e About. Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellent chalice Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know 